When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. <laughs> I'm so corny. Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. You can also head over to our website, selfcareirl.com, to sign up for our exclusive membership community, which is filled with gems that I have curated just for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So let's get right into today's episode. Okay, so I guess I'll just start like at the beginning. Um, Back in December 2020, my menstrual cycle just completely stopped. And I was freaking elated. Like I was ready to pull out the red carpet. We having a party. I was ready to rejoice. Like I am officially in full-on party mode, right? Um, months passed and I'm like, Ooh, girl, maybe we pregnant. God forbid. Cause y'all know my son is a whole 26 years old, but to err on the side of safety, uh, my BFF was like, just take a pregnancy test. Just take a pregnancy, pregnancy test just to see. So I take this pregnancy test in February. Obviously it comes back negative girl. You tried it. So I'm like, Okay, maybe I'm just starting menopause, okay? We are in perimenopause and it's still party mode for me because I have officially arrived. We are done. Um, For backstory, I've had horrible, horrible, horrible menstrual cycles for my entire life. I'm talking about never had perfect attendance because I'm calling out for school. I'm in the bed in pain. I am just... ODing on Motrin, like I just, the worst. I'll also add that I first started my period when I was nine, girl, nine years old, okay? So I I am just beyond thrilled, okay, to hang this baby up. So that was February, right? So fast forward to May, 2021, and I'm stoked because It's wheels up and we're off to Los Cabos for the third self-care in real life retreat. Speaking of, we are headed on another retreat in June, 2022. So head over to selfcareirl.com backslash retreat dash pricing, hashtag small plug. Um, Go over there and book. I'd love to see you. But so we go on the retreat. I am always prepared, right? I'm prepared for myself and others. So I lace my suitcase with tampons and pads, but I am secretly still celebrating this breakup, okay? 
So now it is day three of the retreat and guess who appears out of nowhere? You are correct. My period. And I am pissed, but also whatever, because we're in Mexico, we are healing, we are practicing gratitude, we are by the pool, we are chilling. She's a regular period, okay? She lasts for three days like normal. It's a little heavy in the beginning for a few hours, then it goes to like a medium, and then it's back to regular, and then we're spotting, and we are done. Okay, normal menstrual cycle again. Bet. Now, remember, this is May 2021. So a week goes by and I begin to spot again. And I thought, well, this is a little odd, but, you know, okay, whatever. Baby girl. (laughs) The spotting then turns into blood clots in a matter of like two days. We go from zero to 100 very, very quickly. And... I am trying not to panic, but obviously I know I got common sense, right? Like deep down inside, I know there is something really wrong going on with my body. But as a woman, as a black woman, I'll be transparent here and say that I've adopted a little bit of what society believes about women and especially black women is that our pain isn't real. So in my mind, pain is tolerable, right? Like pain is just a thing. I, I I can deal. I've been groomed to ignore it. So like a dummy, okay, I let two weeks go by, maybe two or three weeks. Two weeks of me passing like plum size blood clots, huge. So week three, I'm like, all right, this isn't going away. There is like, oh my God, there is a problem. So I call my OBGYN. She does a quick examination, you know, feels, pushes, all that kind of good stuff. She says, your uterus feels very enlarged. I'm like, what does that mean? Whatever. And then she sends me off to do some vaginal scans. I get them done within like three or four days. Um, Rewind to pre-ponderosa. Okay, at my last OBGYN visit, she said the same thing, but I ignored it. And then the Ponderosa came and child, you know, we was down for almost two years. But so I get the vaginal scans done. Maybe a week later, we get the vaginal scans back and it does show that my uterus is indeed on fatty, 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 fatty. And they're also in addition to there are also three fibroids. One is like the size of a grape and the other two are like the size of an egg. Um, So we get them back and we're like, okay, this is probably potentially the cause of the bleeding. When you feel confident, you feel like you can do it all. And who says you can't, whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, swimming, or just sitting on your couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes you feel your best in no matter what you're doing. Whether you need compression or comfort, they make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. And their sizing is inclusive, ranging from extra, extra small to a 6X. They use recycled materials to make their clothing and their shipping is also 100% recyclable. 
Girlfriend Collective also has a garment take back program called Regirlfriend. So once you're done loving on your pieces a long time from now, of course, send them back to be upcycled into a new girlfriend gear. Join the collective today. For listeners of our show, Girlfriend Collective is offering a first-time customers $25 off purchases of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash TY. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash TY. Once again, that's girlfriend.com slash TY. So to help me function daily, she prescribes uh, transamic acid, which is to stop the bleeding while we decide on the next course of action. Girl, it don't work. <laughs> okay. The meds uh, decrease the bleeding significantly. Um, I think mainly kind of like stop the blood clots, but girl, it was still the Red Sea down there daily. For reference, again, it's now June, 2021. I'm taking these meds. They eventually stop the blood clots, like I said, but I'm still bleeding. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm also cramping like hell. Like they are having a big old party down there without me. There were days where I could not leave the house because I'm bleeding out a pad in the matter of like 30 minutes, right? So I'm like, I, I just can't leave. Like I'm messing up all my underwear, my leg, like it is just a mess, right? So my doctor gives me all these options and pardon me because I was overwhelmed with the options and I can't really remember or pronounce (laughs) all of this stuff, but there was embolization, which I think is the one where, um, they put something in your blood to stop the blood from feeding the fibroids, something like that. Then there was also a pill that I could take that would decrease the size of the fibroids. And we basically would hope that they left. Um, And I think there was like maybe two more options. And of course, the very last option that she gave me was a hysterectomy. I was actually really glad and I appreciated the fact that the hysterectomy was the last option she offered. It really did silence the bad narrative that's associated with black women and doctors. I'll also preface this and say my OBGYN is a black woman. So maybe that's why she was just very thoughtful in how she framed things for me. Um, Even when it came to like, of course, I don't remember now, but even when it came to explaining things to me, there wasn't a whole lot of medical jargon. If I didn't understand something, she would repeat it in a different way. So she was very, very delicate with this. And I very, I really, really appreciated that part with her. Um, So back to the story anyway. So now it's July. Immediately, like immediately in my mind, I choose hysterectomy because As I mentioned earlier, I've been having a menstrual cycle since I was nine. Sis is over it. Like, I'm over it. I'm over everything. Like, come get her. Come get all of her friend. Like, you can take all of this mess out. I don't need it anymore. So I take a week or so to like just talk it out in my head just because I really want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. I don't want to be too hasty on my decision because I, again, I'm frustrated. So I want to make sure that I'm making a sound decision based on the consultations that I've had. And I also even took a poll on IG just to see what my internet cousins, you know, said and what their experiences were. I just wanted to, I really wanted to see what other experiences looked like. And honestly, most people had zero, like zero regrets 
about actually having a hysterectomy. There were lots of stories, which I'll share later. Women really just, I won't say some, some really were clearly bad situations, right? Like either really misinformed by their doctors or their doctors not wanting to perform a hysterectomy or like I read some really horror type of stories, like straight out Halloween masked up like just very, very, very bad stories, right? But for the most part, even through those very horrific stories, people had zero regrets about the decision of having a hysterectomy. I also even reached out to Nicole from Exo Nicole. She gave me a sample of her new My Happy Flow pills. I kind of wish, well not kind of, I really wish that I had reached out to her earlier or just kind of researched the holistic treatments that were available. But honey, by July, I have been bleeding since May. So that's like half a year. And we were officially running out of time because again, my uterus is trying, like girl, she's trying to kill me. So I called my doctor and I told her that I wanted to move forward with the hysterectomy. So she explained that because my uterus was on fatty fatty, she didn't feel like the liposcoptic, and I'm sorry, I'm butchering that, but she didn't feel like that was the safest option. The procedure basically kind of sucks your uterus out through like a keyhole surgery. It's less invasive and it really does save all of your abdominal muscles and it just takes less time to recover. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we do one more vaginal scan and she's like, yes, sis, we're going to have to cut you open. And in addition to that, for a little razzle dazzle, <laughs> we're going to have to do a C-section cut on you. So I was like, oh, <sighs> but by now, because again, it's been half a year, my uterus is now the size of someone who was 12 weeks pregnant. Y'all, at this point, I can literally feel my uterus when I lay on my stomach. Okay. So remember it is summer 2021. It's July. This is, or was, officially the first summer that we've had in like two years. We were on lockdown for way longer than we thought, right? The events industry took a huge hit. And so summer 2021 was the first summer that events actually like happened. So I am getting booked for major DJ gigs. If you're a new listener, and didn't know I am a DJ. Yes. I actually started doing the Ponderosa. Maybe I'll do a podcast on like starting new things. Cause honey child, I got a story to tell per usual, but just know that I got really good at DJing, like really, really good. Like I even did a Rose festival this summer, which I had a huge, 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 huge win. I opened up for DJ Jazzy Jeff. Y'all know Philly's own greatest DJ alive. So With all of that, I decided to hold off on surgery until after summer because girl opportunities. So we scheduled my surgery for September 23rd. 
As it gets colder outside and the sun is setting a little earlier, I am spending more time curled up in front of my TV under a cozy blanket. I don't know about you, but the cold weather just makes me want to watch a good sitcom. And I'm always finding new shows to watch on Acorn TV. It has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and they even have their own originals. The best part, it's commercial free. If you know me, you know that I appreciate a well-told story and Acorn TV is full of them. Plus, the shows feature incredible actors like David Tennant and Thandie Newton. I just got caught up on the new season of Midsummer Murders, which is only available on Acorn TV. Acorn TV is also only a fraction of the cost of most streaming services out there. You can get access to all of this incredible content for just, get this, $5.99 a month. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use my code SELFCARE. But remember, you have to put the code in in all lowercase letters. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV, code SELFCARE to get your first 30 days for free. Okay, I hope that you're keeping up with my story. <laughs> it's a lot. So, okay, so remember, I have been bleeding from May 2021 to July 2021. You do that math, girl. But by August, what y'all think happened? Child, you are correct. I am now anemic. Both my PCP and my OBGYN are like amazed that I have been performing the whole summer with a blood count of six. Y'all, I was dying. Literally, my uterus was trying to kill me. When I say this, I'm like, I'm not joking. I was dying. Honestly, I felt like it, but one, opportunities, okay? Two, backing up to like black women, like black women. Like I'm wired to move even when I don't feel like it. I'm wired to perform. I'm just wired to be and exist through the pain. It, it like this experience opened my eyes to how it, it opened my eyes to my relationship with my pain because I really was again wired to believe that I am supposed to tolerate pain. No, you're not. That's no, you're not like I had the nerve, the whole nerve. <laughs> I had the whole nerve to go to Hershey Park with friends. I walked around for like 10 minutes and I was like, oh, I'm tired. And so I'm just thinking I'm tired. I've had gigs. I've like, I'm just tired, right? Like it's just normal to me. I had a flashback. I was like, yo, my mom was tired for years and died of cancer suddenly. What would have happened if she initially reacted to the idea that being tired is not okay, that being tired is not a, a part of life, is not just a, a circumstance of living, right? Like what would have happened if we had have acted on her first, oh, I'm so tired. Like, would she still be here? That's another episode for a whole day. But I even went to Vegas, right, y'all? I went to Vegas for our anniversary and nearly passed out. And I've never passed out, so I have no idea what it feels like, but I nearly passed out walking the mile it takes to get to the Raiders stadium. Like when I tell y'all the world got dark, 
I was like, somebody turned the lights off in the world. Like we, we are outside broad daylight. It's like one o'clock, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And the lights went out on me. Like when I tell you got it got like nighttime, I was so scared. And I was like, I just got to make it over this bridge again, still pushing, pushing myself through the pain to get to this one space. So I, I, I push myself, I get over the bridge and then I sit down. The lights are off. Child. <laughs> the lights are off in my brain and I sit there for like 10 minutes and my husband is like, oh, I'm going to get you some water. Just sit still. And like, I'm literally passing out. And again, I, I muster up some energy and I'm like, I'm okay. Just need a second. Then I get cold. Like it, it was one of the most scariest things in my life to experience. So my PCP is very, like she is very worried about doing a surgery at a blood count of six. So she talks to my OBGYN and they both decided that getting a blood transfusion before and during was absolutely necessary for surgery to like happen. Then because again, more razzle dazzle for the story, <laughs> my Surgery gets rescheduled for October 7th. My doctor's surgery days changed from Fridays to Thursday. So we had to go October 7th. What happens next is completely mind blowing to me. Like, so even though the outside world is <laughs> operating like the Ponderosa is over, that is not the case for the medical system. That's not the case for the hospital. So I go to the hospital. I'm sorry, let me back up. So my doctor says, oh, we'll schedule you to be admitted the day before. All fine and dandy. Day before comes, I'm supposed to get a phone call. Let me know what time the bed happens to be available. It don't happen to be available. <laughs> like it don't never come available. It's 4.30 p.m. And my doctor's like, okay, to save time, go to the ER right now. Tell them what's going on. I'll send an order and they'll give you a blood transfusion. We'll admit you through the ER. In theory, this practice sounds like it's going to work in practice. It don't match with the theory. <laughs> so I'm following the directions of my OPGYN. I head to the ER. I check in as she said, indeed, the order is there. They are aware I'm there to get a blood transfusion. I have a seat. I get comfortable. I am fully aware that it is the ER and it's going to take mm, two, three hours, four tops. Girl, I'm there all Daggone night. I am literally there for a full 12 hours. I got there at 4.30 and I'm bad at math, but I got there at 4.30 p.m. I did not get admitted until 4.30 a.m. There was so much confusion at the ER. Now, granted, there were a few cases and, and let me tell you something. Pearl was on duty. I am spying. I am checking in people in my mind. You have this symptom. You have that symptom. There was somebody in there who done broke, like his whole foot was off. Okay. It's dangling like a little earring on his ankle. Okay. I was like, oh, he got to go first. He got to go ahead of me. But literally there are people in there for just regular old things. Right. So around, I don't know, it must've been like 10 o'clock. I get antsy and I begin to complain because now I'm like, okay, I have to advocate for myself because something is wrong. Y'all are just ignoring me. And you keep telling me, oh, there's this person in front of you. There's rooms back here. Can you just give me my blood transfusion now? And listen, I'm no doctor, but now I'm getting really worried because my OBGYN specifically said to me, we're going to admit you the day before to get blood 
in order to do the surgery. So in my mind, I'm like, if I don't get this blood in time, I'm not going to be able to get no surgery. Then the logical part of me says, well, if we're not going to get no blood tonight, why are we here? Like, let's just go home. So these are the answers that I'm trying to get out of the people who work in the ER, who also just really don't care. They are understaffed, they are underpaid, and they've been working their butts off this entire Ponderosa. So trust me, baby girl, I understand, I get it. But I, me, she, her, has a problem that needs to be fixed and I need you to help me right now. So I'm putting my best, you know, Becky voice on. I'm being political. I'm trying not to cry in my anger. Like just, we're just trying to stay calm, but I am losing it, okay? Because now it's like one o'clock and I'm like, guys, please. So they come by to get more blood. I'm like, y'all, I'm here to get blood. Why are you taking more blood? And so the guy's like, well, they never took the blood to see if your blood was thin. We're going to have to figure it out without the blood because I'm not giving you any more. I'm here to get blood. And it is absolutely absurd that you've taken my blood three times. And for, for whatever reason, you didn't take the blood that time to get the blood thin or, or to figure out if my blood was thin, right? So that was frustration talking. I calmed down. I go back to her. I said, fine, take the blood. When I tell y'all, my vein was like, we don't got nothing else. We're tapped out. Okay. Get it from something else. So <laughs> that was alarming for everybody. And so the doctor's like, oh my God, let's try to get you up. Let's try to figure out a room, whatever. So by this time, my OBGYN gets the message, I think, and finally calls the OBGYN on duty that night. So she comes down personally herself, finds me. And says, you know, again, the particulars of bedside manner, which I appreciate in most cases. But in this point, I don't care. We do not care. So she says to me, um, I'm so sorry. You know, we're going to get you up in the next hour. So I've told them they have to find a room. And they did find me a room. Girl, why at the last minute do they give me a COVID-19 test? I said, I've been here since 430. That should have been the first thing you took. So I take the COVID-19 test at like 1.30. Around like two o'clock, I say, well, how long does the COVID-19 test take to come back? This lady gonna holla two hours. I said two hours. Two hours. You could have, whatever. So I go back and I sit down and I calm down. So this is the end where this is why it takes me until 4.30 in the morning to get to upstairs to the bed because we're waiting for my COVID test to come back negative, which it does because duh, I mean, ooh, Chile. Retelling this story is actually triggering me. <laughs> so give me a second. I'm just like, I cannot believe I went through all of this. You all know that I'm a big advocate for taking charge of your health. Did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. So what can you do to fill in the gaps? Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by research to help fill nutrient gaps in diets of women ages 18 and over. 
It's formulated with nutrients to help support your health. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, no shady stuff. It's also gluten and soy free. Now that I'm getting back healthy, I am so excited to start taking their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. You can create custom bundles for your whole household. Ritual has products for both men and women and various age ranges. I really appreciate how easy Ritual makes it to take charge of my health. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com ty. That's me. And turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash T-Y. So it's 4.30 a.m. I finally get into my room. I get settled. The nurse comes in again with really good bedside manner. Oh my God, I've heard you've been waiting so long. We're going to take care of you. We're going to get this blood transfusion. la di da blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting in the chair. She comes by with the blood. And when I tell y'all, when the first drippings of blood get in my body, my body is like, woo, we are glad to be here. <laughs> like I could instantly feel that I was getting better. And please believe better is relative. By better, I mean, I can just feel that the blood is working, that it's like doing something inside my body that it's supposed to be doing. Like I feel little like bursts of energy happening, but I managed to calm that feeling. I try to get comfortable. I said, let me just go to sleep until it's time to actually have my surgery. Girl, they come wake you up every hour just to see if you're alive. They're peeking in like just, oh my God, I'm coming to get your blood pressure. It has not changed, girl. We are fine. We are ready for this surgery. So my doctor comes in. It's maybe like 10 a.m. You know, she does it particular as how you're feeling, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I was getting two bags of blood, two units of blood. We, at 10 o'clock, we were only on like the second bag at the top. And she was like, we should be finished by the time one o'clock comes around. You should be finished your second bag. I'm like, all right, bet y'all know what y'all doing. So whatever. Um, by one o'clock I was not finished. I was still getting blood. So which pushes the surgery back. So we're just waiting for the drippity drip to finish dripping. Now, because things aren't running as smooth as we had anticipated, right? With the day before, ER shenanigans to getting the blood and I'm still getting the blood. The drip is still dripping. My anxiety is officially through the roof. Like I am scared. I'm in my head. I am like, oh my God, like the world is crumbling in my mind. So I do a few meditations. I'm trying to calm myself. I'm trying to go back to sleep. I'm like, everything is okay. We'll be fine. Let me just say this for the record. My bowels aren't really that regular. Okay, this is also TMI, but we friends, right? We best friends. My bowels aren't regular. So it didn't even dawn on me to think about the fact or even tell anybody, rather, the fact that I had not gone to do a number two, as the toddlers say, I had not gone to do number two in like three days. Did not dawn on me to tell anybody, 
did not even cross my mind because again, going to the bathroom on the regular, that's just not my thing. I go maybe every two, three days. I might have a spurt where I go every day. Like it's it's very touch and go when it comes to my bowels. Like at this point, they're officially harboring the food that I intake. Now I'm sharing this information about my bowels, very personal information, because I want you to remember this as we go into next week for next week's episode. Sorry guys, it's been 30 minutes. And so next week's episode, I will continue the story. And then the episode after that, I will have all of the testimonials that I've read that were so touching. I have to share their stories. So Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so incredibly grateful for our community. Thank you for leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thanks to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting the podcast. I really appreciate you. I hope that you enjoyed and loved this episode. If you did, please do me a favor and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me like we go together or something. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on IG stories, Twitter, Facebook, just do your girl a favor and share it so that we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I am at Ty Alexander and at self-care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening to me today. And until next time, toodles. Thank you.